And welcome back to the Just Your Cut Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Devitt, and with me is one of my favorite co-hosts on planet Earth, Luke Beer. No stone and carol tonight, but how are we doing, man? Dude, it is a beautiful Wednesday night in December. Sports are kicking off. The stars are shining. I can't imagine anything more perfect, except we, should, we just need to get better. That's plain and simple. That's where we're at. This is true. It's, uh, it's hoodie season, and uh, hoodies mean props and plays. Hell yeah. Uh, I need to do better. Uh, I'm on a little bit of a cold streak, as in the cold winter has come. So hopefully uh, I can help beat this this winter front with some more tasty plays moving forward. I'm I'm just kind of cold right now. It's just not it. Yeah, dude. I mean, with football, I can't pick a right team to save my life. And, you know, tonight now with college basketball, we're doing relatively well. I think last I checked, I was... 54 and 33, which is pretty solid. Um, but tonight I might have my first losing night of the season. Um, a bunch of teams decided not to show up to play any ball. So, uh, you know, Old Faithful has been taken out to pass here tonight. Now we just got to rebound and do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, you your percentage was pretty good. What, what were you hitting at, like, uh, on the college slate rate? Like you were, like, what, 63 64%? Something like that, yeah. We were we were consistently in the positive for a long time, and then you know, tonight might go two and four. Uh, Louisville decided to get their first win of the season tonight. Maryland decided to not bring any of their players uh, to a home game. Um, Mississippi State decided to almost lose at home to Jackson State. Um, you know, it's I I want to back it up for a second. Louisville won a basketball game. Louisville is about to blow out Western Kentucky. Wow. That's actually very shocking. I, I don't watch a whole lot of college basketball, but uh, I saw how they were performing this year, and I, I'm very shocked. It's pretty much yeah, they, the opposite of the Devils. Rank they the were devil, winless. By the way. Rank the goddamn Devils. What a what, hell of a win. Hell of a win against Creighton. That's huge. That's a marquee win. Rank the Devils next week. 100%. If we go into Louisville and get that win, and they don't put us in the top 25... I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the Coast Guard. I'm calling everybody. True. It's terrible. Like, we... Yeah, uh, right now, Louisville is currently up 84-73. to 73. They are 0-9 going into this game, and Western Kentucky is 8-1. and 1. Like, make it make sense, man. What that's the hell tough. is college basketball? That's make a, it make sense. That's, that's college terrible. basketball in a nutshell. And the fact that I'm hitting, like, 64% a clip is a miracle. Props if to you, man. My uh, hey, you NBA. Congratulations on becoming the resident. Um, you Thank you. The pro- AKA, I did uh, take, take home the prop off the, the belt. There'll be another one if I continue to be pretty bad going forward here. But uh, yeah, if Sterling ever actually know, makes an NBA pick. True. If The competition brings out the best <laughs> of me, though. I, I feel like I, I get more in the lab and, and less a little bit with my gut. So, you know. When when the competition's breathing down my back, I feel like I come with better props. Um, so far know. this year, uh, I don't know my exact record, but I do remember the percentage yesterday was I'm hitting at a fifty eight point like two percent clip or whatever it was. I don't remember the uh, the exact record, but I remember the number I'm hitting at fifty eight percent. So you know, on those props, not bad. I was straight betting. I'm positive. Um, I did decide to parlay because I was pretty. Uh, faithful in my big boys tonight but that didn't pay out i had a few bad beats we'll talk about that in uh in hoop talk 
Um, but you know, I think I think we're uh, looking okay, and we'll be looking all right look, moving forward. Yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, we're getting the holiday season. Things are starting to wind down. Work and people are getting out of classes, aka me, because I refuse to graduate college. Um, Congratulations! Thank you. And you know, we can only go up from here. And uh, you know that this the SZA, um, you need a big boy parlay. Um, even though I might go zero and three, that's just a testament to her being a, a damn liar. Because people say they want a big boy and they're lying. So, uh, you know, basically she was just living up to her word on it, and that's okay because we're just gonna improve and realize where we went wrong and we're gonna go from there all right love to hear it um we'll also be covering uh thursday the thursday night game tomorrow with the niners and brock purdy uh in seattle and we'll but first we gotta do a little review we gotta review uh what happened last thursday unfortunately uh and talk a little bit about the sunday slate that happened this weekend a lot of big games and a lot of large takeaways that uh I got from this weekend. Um, Absolutely. One being that the Raiders stink. Raiders are dead. Ugh. I I am ashamed to being a Raiders fan. Um I tweeted out saying that we need to cut Cleveland Farrell and we need to cut AJ Tillery immediately. That was such an abysmal performance down the stretch to the Rams with Baker Mayfield being in the building for two days, not knowing where the locker room is in LA. That, oh God, that, that really grinded my gears. That game was tough to watch shitty game and it didn't go my way. And the parlay didn't hit like we were looking solid in the first half, but who my, my goodness that went South so quick, man, you just can't ever count out any team. The Raiders are playing. I mean, this is a broken record for them being having a substantial lead and pissing it away like it's nothing. And it's just, it's incredible. I've never seen, I mean, obviously teams do this, but I've never seen it at such a high rate. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what the Raiders can't figure out. Yeah, McDaniels, he he doesn't know what to do in a tight circumstance. It's awful. Um, I've made the comparison. Um, in a few arguments that I've had trying to defend the Raiders a little bit this year, um, I have looked at the Las Vegas Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings to be the same, uh, the same team on opposite sides of a coin. Um, in close games, the Raiders have just continued and continued to choke and miss Minnesota grinding out a few quality wins. Um, a lot of t- a lot of people look at the Vikings thinking that they're just extremely stacked, but I look at the the offense and I don't see a whole lot of difference between Vegas and and Minnesota. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and Derek Carr very comparable in my opinion. Um, if you want to give the edge to Kirk Cousins because he's had a great year this year, fine. I will argue Derek Carr to the day I die because I have so much faith in him. He's been my quarterback for my entire prepubescent to young adult life. I love the guy. Uh, I, I've, I still have faith in Carr. Um, should he be the quarterback moving forward? Probably not. It's probably time to move off of Carr. But Derek Carter, Kirk Cousins, comparable. Best uh, Wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson to Devontae Adams. They're both top five. Josh Jacobs to Dalvin Cook. I'd give the edge to Josh Jacobs. I think he's running better this year. Um, 
offensive line, very comparable. The the trenches are are very important in football, and the Raiders have a top five on PFF at left tackle. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that the Raiders have going for them. Um, I just see a lot of issues with the coaching. Um, McDaniel's has just continued to fumble the bag. Uh, there's just no other way to put it. The Vikings have a negative wind uh, point differential so far this year and are 10 and three. I have no idea how it's possible. I personally think that they're a little fraudulent, but I mean, yes, they are, bro. Yes, they are. That was my biggest takeaway from this weekend weekend is that Vikings are a little fraudulent and they're, they're, they're the, the same coin as the Raiders. They should both be around 500. And they're not. I agree. Because of coaching. You know, uh, it was the funny. Uh, close games. You mentioned. Uh, Continue. I mean, for, so I was looking at a graphic that uh, Fox Sports tweeted today. And it shows mm-hmm. the point differentials for the top 10 teams with the best records. Um, the first four are the Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, and Chiefs. Um, their point differentials are oh, all of them are over plus 85. Uh, top three are over plus 130. Yeah. Uh, Vikings are at number five with the fifth best record in the league. They're minus one Yeah. in the point differential. And then the, the negative point differential. Niners are right below them, and they're plus 120. Yeah. Like, give – which is also kind of what – Frightens me. I mean, we're going to talk about more Friday, but looking into the weekend slate, um, because we got Saturday and Sunday NFL games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Very Colts play. Colts play the Vikings on Saturday morning, um, and the Colts are sitting at plus four and a half right now, which is remarkable. At home, right? In Minnesota. Uh, then, uh, then I don't know if I love it as much. I I don't understand it. I don't see the Colts covering, let alone being within a touchdown. Um, I mean, they could pull it off, but I mean, you've got Vegas. I don't know if the Colts defense is going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't see the and Colts. Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colts have had a top ten defense for the last like five years, but this year they're just not showing it. They've they've had a pretty good. De- uh, I mean, the best part of the team's been the defense for sure. Um, but I don't, I don't understand, man. I mean, yeah, not, Vikings are fraudulent, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah, the Colts aren't it, aren't it this year. Me and you are in the same boat. It's we're rooting for two really tough teams, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and now of course uh, with the Cardinals, I retweeted something today about uh, there was a Colts tank and a Cardinals tank, and they're running into each other because they're pretty much competing against each other because they have the same record, competing for who gets a higher draft pick. Like both I, my teams are in full tank mode, and I'm about to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm. We'll we'll touch on the on the Cardinals here in a second, but just uh, talking quickly about, about a little bit more about the Vikings. Um, Vegas knows all. I mean, we've that we've established this before. This is a very common thing to know. Vegas knows better than everybody else. Um, Hallelujah, and, amen. And the fact that they are only a four and a half point favorite against the Colts. At home this weekend, there uh, Vegas knows that they might be a little bit fraudulent. I mean, they were going against a really hot Detroit Lions team this uh, this week, and the Lions look great. I would still run through a wall for uh, Mister uh, Mister Coach. Uh, sorry, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Dan Campbell. 
I would run through a wall for that man. He's MCDC, awesome. I'd go to war for that man. He's awesome. Um, they're they're really hot. I I understand you can you can lose a game like that, but not in the fashion that they did. Uh, if you lose a close one, I get it. Getting blown out by the Lions is kind of embarrassing. Um, but Vegas knows. Uh, normally if it's a pick 'em and you're at home, then it's three. Uh, so if you're only a four four and a half point favorite at home against the Colts, is not a good sign. Um, if I'm uh, one of those championship teams in the NFC right now, I would love to go against the Vikings in the first round. I'd be licking my chops if that was my matchup. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, can the Raiders, Vikings, a little bit fraudulent. I still have a little bit of faith in them. Uh, I have a soft spot for them. Shout out Matt Morris. Um, sure. But yeah. Um, you talked a little bit there um, about those top four teams. Um, takeaways from uh, from this weekend, I still think Kansas City's probably still number one for me. Uh, I know the Eagles looked really, really good, but I mean, I have so much faith in Mahomes, and sure. there's people are really trying to people are really trying to push an argument this year that uh, that Jalen Hurts can should be the MVP in the NFL, and I personally don't agree I, I still think it's Mahomes Mahomes just yeah he's incredible dude he's so much better than everybody dude I was watching a uh inter- somebody interviewed uh Von Miller and I'm gonna they asked him the same question I'm gonna ask you everybody is making the argument about um about Hertz being MVP but is Hertz the difference maker or is this rest of this team just so solid through that this it hurts is good. Don't get me wrong, but he might, he could damn well be interchangeable with his thorough and as like high depth. This team is like Mahomes. I mean, Kansas city would be such a different team without Mahomes and Philly would be a different team without hurts. Sure. But I think there's a much more drastic comparison. I totally get that argument. Um, saying to support Mahomes, I personally hate that argument in an MVP talk trying to push down a bond Jalen Hurts because if you if the Eagles lose Jalen Hurts, they're bad. I don't care. I mean, Mahomes isn't throwing oh, sure, to AJ yeah. Brown and Devontae Smith. I totally get it, but I don't want to use that argument personally to put down Jalen Hurts because he's playing incredible. He is on a mission. My favorite video to come out of this weekend was AJ Brown uh, dapping up Devontae Smith and they're having a, a blast on the on the sideline with Quez Watkins and Jalen Hurts is sitting right next to them, stone cold, just uh, being pulled when they were up a million, uh, just just ready, like wanting to be back in the game, even though it didn't matter at that point. Absolutely. They're they're really really good. Um, they should be the favorites in the NFC right now. Um, I just think Mahomes is the clear cut MVP and should be moving forward. Um, I don't like all the the oh who would you take with the. Uh, with the black faces saying like, of these numbers compared to these numbers. I, I don't like it. I think Mahomes is clearly the more spectacular quarterback and has a lot more, personally a lot more highlights this year than Jalen hurts. Um, I'd agree, but J- yes. Jalen hurts is just way more poised. Uh, he's been that way since he was at Alabama and he's just the perfect quarterback for that system. And he's playing really well. And I'm good for Philly for having your franchise quarterback. I would have never thought he'd be as good as he is, but he is. He's that dude. Um, 
Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, to, to your point, um, I think it's a, I think it's a decent argument, but I think it's, I'm at least when I'm presenting it, I'm trying to make it less like, Hey, not trying to shove down anything that uh, hurts is done. Cause he's still a phenomenal pay, player and has his strengths right. over Mahomes. Um, but I think necessarily an importance to the teams while yes, they are both wildly important to both the successes of their offense. Um, I think Mahomes just has that more drastic impact on whether or not his team's going to do well at the end of the day. I, I know what you were saying. Uh, and I know it wasn't your argument. It was Vaughn Miller. Um, uh, I didn't well, want to, yeah, yeah. no, I just, for, I, for clarification I for our, however many listeners we have, um, I'm, I will say, yeah, Hertz is still spectacular and he's definitely should be in the conversation at the end of the season, regardless. Um, mm-hmm. but I do think Mahomes has that edge. Yeah. And I expect him to be the favorite moving forward. I agree. He should be. If, if not, I'd be wildly surprised. Mm. Um, quickly before we, uh, I wanted to talk two more things um, for the Sunday slate before we moved into a Thursday night football preview. Um, I wanted to talk Niners uh, and Mr. Purdy and how incredible the Niners look this weekend against Tom and the boys at home. Um, yeah, that was horrifying. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm i ready to say Shanahan, du- dude is him. Like, if he can make Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy look that good in this system and make quarterbacks. Their their system is incredible. Tua has revived mm-hmm. his career. Um, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, has a, uh, been able to step into a very, very well-rostered team and perform incredible. Um, not saying he's bad at all, by the way. He's a four-year, uh, four-year starter at Iowa State. He's awesome. Um, but, you know relatively first start against Tom Brady that can be very rattling for a lot of quarterbacks. Um, and it has mm-hmm. been cause Tom's record against rookies is very good. Um, Brock was able to step right in and just carry the show. They looked awesome. Um, I expect their run game to be very, very good. This, uh, this upcoming game, um, a little bit less Brock, a little bit more Christian McCaffrey. Um, but, Oh my, they, they're so scary. I would hate to play the Niners in the playoffs if I was in the NFC moving forward. They look so, so good. Yeah, um, my takeaways from that game, um, yeah, Shanahan's the real deal. He's able to make these systems and these offenses work in ways that I can't even comprehend. Um, however, I think this was a lot of, I mean, it's been undeniable that San Francisco's had it top three defense this season if not one of the, if not the top defense uh in the league they're the number uh, one ranked I'm defense sure. in the league yeah and i mean it's the bucks o-line and offense has not been playing well uh and that just was exemplified this weekend um same with the opposite side of the ball uh bucks defense hasn't been great Kansas, the niners are able to figure out a way to move the ball down the field especially with brock purdy coming out there and looking like damn MVP caliber player in the middle of the season as Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, just great. Yeah, story. Niners are the real deal. Niners are going to be the real deal, no matter how you slice this. Um, but I think that this 
performance needs to be taken with a grain of salt. I think this Thursday night matchup tomorrow is really going to put this into perspective and see if, I mean, in a divisional matchup, we're going to really see how Purdy's able to go under pressure, if he's able to play, because I know he's questionable with an oblique injury right now. Um, But I assume he'll play. Uh, Regardless, um, yeah, Niners real deal, Bucks are dead. Uh, But take it with a grain of salt. I'm skeptical, and I think tomorrow night is really going to show to the fans and the NFL world, like, put them on notice if the Niners go into Seattle and blow them out. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, – I, I don't know what to expect a lot from uh, tomorrow. Um, I do expect a heavy dose of McCaffrey. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Just lastly, before uh, before we move into Thursday, I wanted to quickly say – that I have a personal vendetta against Zach Taylor and the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I missed out on um our uh, fantasy playoffs uh, this week, and uh, a lot of that has to do with Mister Zach Taylor um not reporting that T Higgins hurt his his hamstring uh before the game had started, and that he was only going to play the first play of the game. Um would really have loved to start Jerry Judy or uh, Juju in that spot instead of the zero and have made the playoffs. But you know what? Life goes on. Um, But I will have a personal vendetta towards Zach Taylor and uh, his refusal to report uh, report anything because this has happened multiple times this year uh, with T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. So um, Zach Taylor, I'm coming for you. Um, Dude, I don't blame you. I mean, also – in hindsight, um, our sweet boy, or I don't even know sweet boy anymore, uh, asshole Nick Rocek really uh, went out for blood this weekend on you and put you in a tough spot already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, I have some vendettas. Uh, I can hold a grudge. I'll put on a brave face, and there's gonna it'll be a very... I'll take, I'll take a lot of shit this offseason. I get it. Lay it on me. I can take it. But remember, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember these things. I really will, because when when I come I back should. next year, whoo! No, come back know, for blood. You deserve it. I'm gonna have no mercy next year. I really won't. I'm not. I'm. That's that's all I had to say. I just needed to air it out a little bit, uh, just in case uh, Rochek wants to listen in this uh, to this episode. But oh, oh, grinding yeah, my gears. Uh, listening to this one. Uh... On behalf of Devitt, uh, I'm coming for you in the championship game if I can get past this bye week in the semifinal. I'm rooting for you, bud. I really want. I think your your roster is built for this fantasy playoff, and uh, you're looking good. And I think that you come out with the chip. I really do. I would really love that. I mean, I got to the chip last year and got second to Jacob Hybert. Um, so, Lord knows I can't handle that embarrassment again. And Lord knows our league does not need Nick Rocek to get a win. Facts. Big facts. So, Godspeed to all the boys in the playoffs, but uh, I'm coming for blood. I'm on a vendetta tour for the other half of this TYG episode. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, with that, with all that being said, I'm ready to look forward now um, at our fun Thursday night matchup. Let's dive, baby. Let's dive. Let's dive right into it. Um, in Seattle, we have the very, very scary San Francisco 49ers taking on Geno Smith at home. Um, 
do you know do you know what to think about this game? Because I I have a hunch, but I don't love it. I'm gonna go ahead and assume your hunch is to take the Niners in the spot. Um, I kind of hate both sides of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle's in a desperate spot because they're playing bad and they need to try and get a wild card slot here. This is true. Um, Niners are coming in hot, but divisional matchups always tough and Purdy's questionable. They've got Debo's now out for until probably the playoffs. Um, right. I don't know, man. It's just and seventy percent, sixty-five or seventy percent of the public is on the Niners in this spot, which also I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, because we did that last week with the Raiders, and it came back to bite us in the ass at the end of the end of that fourth quarter. So you know, you know how I much know, I hate really... riding with the public. <clears throat> yes, I now I'm also heavy on that as well. So taking a side, I mean. I would say for like a for the TYG play, maybe my Niners money line, but that even then I don't like that. Or I'm hesitant. That's the only but that's the only thing I would like kind of like. If if the Niners win this game, I feel like they can cover three. Um so I, I'm not I'm not worried about the three. I'm really just kind of worried about who wins this game outright in my mind. Um because I see this game going one of two ways. Um Sure. I think that Shanahan hones in Brock Purdy a little bit this game um, and is going to rely a lot more on Mr. McCaffrey. Um, Seattle's run defense is abysmal. They're bottom five in the league in uh, in rushing uh, yards per attempt, um, mm-hmm. and I would expect a lot more uh, pro stuff and um, single back from Mr. Shanahan and getting McCaffrey just working. Um, a lot of off tackle, a lot of in between the tackle, just all over the place. Um, sure, they move the line a lot. They're really good. Uh, their run schemes are great. Um, I think McCaffrey eats uh, whatever his line is at. I didn't even look. Um, he he'll go over tomorrow with no Debo. Uh, he'll he'll go he'll seventy eight and a half. I perfect. He'll he'll go over. Uh, he might go over on receiving yards too. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot of McCaffrey tomorrow. Um, his receiving thirty eight and a half. They're really they're really creative in that in that run game and getting him involved involved, especially without Debo. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that scares me is that it's going to be you know Brock Purdy's second start now, and there's going to be some tape on him. Um, I think he looked great um, in that first matchup against Tom. That was a really good yeah. defense. That is not an easy spot to be put into. Um, he just looked so poised though. Like I, I don't. He did. I, I don't see him re- having such an abysmal game that it takes away from that number one defense in the league not being able to win this game. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. And like um, last week, the Seahawks couldn't stop the run on the fucking Panthers for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deonta Foreman had a day in Seattle, and Panthers won. Right. Um, Seattle's not doing well. They obviously can't stop the run. Um, Purdy can throw the ball just as I easily say, just as well as Jimmy G can can at least from, I mean from one game, but one game and a half. But who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, and McCaffrey being at seventy eight and a half kind of seems like a layup, but 
that's also who knows. I mean, this divisional games are always kind of iffy for me. Right. Um, it's, it's just kind of hard to see clearly on where things are going to go because it's every every divisional matchup is kind of a wild card. You're just you know waiting to see. It's pretty much just it. It's just like everything else. It's gambled. It's you think you know, but who knows? It, it's a Thursday night. Uh, divisional matchup on the road. I totally understand. It's 15, not a layup. It's like yeah, yeah, it's not a layup at all. But if I'm confident in anything, it would probably be taking an alt line on his rushing yards and his receiving yards. I I just really love what's McCaffrey's going to be bringing in this matchup tomorrow against sure. a really crappy Seattle run defense. Um, mm-hmm. I think Brock might have to dump it off to him uh, more than. Uh, expected so i i just i i personally see that going but the very possible other aspect of this game is gino kind of taking over um i don't know if that can happen against the number one defense that's why i've been uh, that's why i'm leaning so heavy um on san francisco but just the it's a divisional matchup um didn't the niners already win against uh seattle this year i believe so it's hard to beat a team twice. Uh, that that aspect of it, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's there's a whole lot in, uh, to look forward to in this game. Um, I'm I'm not sure on the total outcome, but I am positive that Christian McCaffrey is going to eat. Yes, last time they played was week two, and the Niners. It was at home for the Niners. Niners won twenty-seven to seven. So. Yeah, it is hard to win twice, um, but it'll it'll really be a closer one a, than that. I'm so looking for a way to take Seattle in this spot. I really am, I, especially with given everything else. Dude, we said this exact same thing last week. The public was so heavy on on the Raiders, and we were we wanted a reason to take the Rams in that spot, and we couldn't find one because Baker had been in a spot where it's only two days, but. Somehow, some way, that lucked out. You know, it's still a gamble. Um, I don't know if Geno will be able to produce against this defense. They're they're healthy. They're they looked incredible against Tom. They were able to shut them down really, really good. And I think they have just as good as an offense as Seattle. Um, I don't know. It. it it's kind. Of, it's more of a coin toss to me than it than people are making it out to be. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. This is the only thing I think of is maybe like for the squad lay, do an alt of Seattle down to seven and a half. But that's the only thing I'd be comfortable touching with them. And even then, that's I just I'm looking for a way. And that's the only way I could possibly see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, you're you're probably right. That that would be the only spread that I would even consider it. But I still don't love it. No, I don't. I don't love either side of this, honestly, because I'm afraid if we take Seattle, they're going to get blown out. Right. If we take San Francisco, that they're either going to barely win and not cover, or they're going to lose outright. Like, there's not. It just seems like there's no way this goes where if the opposite happens i'm gonna be shocked i'm gonna be like damn i should have known better right i'm I'm willing to gamble on san francisco money line personally i really am i mean i am too i mean it's hard to especially with performance last week by seattle like it's 
in my head, it makes sense. Like right. it's just, it makes sense. Even though I feel like it's, I mean, this is like I've said multiple times on d- different episodes after this game, we're either going to seem like geniuses or pure dumbasses. I mean, that's if right now we're in, we're in desperate need of a get right game. And Correct. of course we're, we are presented with this bullshit divisional week 15 matchup. That is just going to break my spirit one way or another. I can feel it. You know, I, I, I think we we strive off of these type of games, though. When we're, when our backs against the wall in this in this tough situation, I think we come out with a W. I really do. I think it's the the Denver Colts pressure, games baby. that we get screwed on. You know, the dude, really, that was that's still the really shitty, terrible. the really shitty, mean nothing Thursday night games. Those are the ones that that screw us. Rams Rams Raiders, awful. No one cared about that game. Screwed us. But this one, sure, this one yeah. matters. So we know what's going to happen. Give me Christian McCaffrey receiving and rushing give me the Niners money line and we'll throw in a Seattle leg I don't love Kenneth Walker by the way if 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 you're considering a Kenneth Walker leg wasn't the way I was gonna look he doesn't even have props up right now but I wasn't uh, yeah. gonna look that way with this Niners rush defense yeah uh, the only way I was gonna look nah Seattle offensively was Lockett love Tyler Lockett. he's been he's been performing very solidly last few weeks even when they're not doing well. He has been a go-to for Geno. Um, this is true. He's been he's just been playing well. Period. Um, right. And especially with this rush defense, he's gonna he and DK are gonna be relied on heavily this game if they're gonna want to have a chance to hang in this. Right. What are uh, Lockett's uh, yards at? His yards are currently at sixty-three and a half. I'd feel a little bit better if it was just sixty. Like I'd honestly would love to buy those extra four yards. Um, just to make myself yeah, do feel it. a little bit better. 60 plus minus 140. That makes me feel a little bit better, especially when it's in a parlay. Or we can do 50 at minus 240. What are the odds if with the other three legs, with the alt, McCaffrey and alt, McCaffrey, I guess, both alt McCaffrey. Um, well, what do you want the alt McCaffrey's at? Um, his got, rushing his is current... at 78, correct? Yes. So if his rushing is at 78 and a half, uh, his uh, 60 plus is what? Minus 260? Minus 310. 310. Yeah, close. Um, mm, I don't know. Um, and then we'll there's no alt receiving for him right now. There's no alt receiving line. It's just 28 and a half. Uh, 38 and a half. 38 and a half? Is his receiving over under? All right, give super it super high. Give it to me. What? Give it Dude, to you're me. You're a nightmare. You're nah, a nightmare. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want McCaffrey. He's been okay, so t- good, dude. <laughs> all right, receiving thirty-eight and a half. God help us. Um. All right, if we do the alt for Lockett sixty plus, that's it gets us at a nice five twenty-five. Okay. Fifty plus gets us at four thirty-one. I'm fine with fifty plus. I think I like fifty plus better. All right, so then beautifully with our current TYG play of the Thursday night football game, we got Niners money line, McCaffrey sixty plus alt rushing, McCaffrey over thirty eight and a half receiving, and then Lockett fifty plus receiving alt line at plus four thirty one. 
That's pretty good. I would like to say in okay. um in the last four weeks he went for uh sixty seven receiving yards, uh seventeen, eighty, and thirty four. So two and two, which is not bad. And I think against the Seattle defense he could definitely pull off like a forty yard receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. I can see it. And we're doing pl- so you know uh, Yeah. 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 Let's just yeah. lock it. Yeah, you know what? Lock it. Let's uh, that's the T Y G play right there. I like it. Lockett's line, we did we did fifty. Fifty. Alright, let me double check what his receiving words the last few weeks. Uh last week sixty. Week before that, hundred and twenty eight. Uh week before that sixty eight. Uh, bye week, and then against Tampa, he had 42. Those last four games. I like 50. I like 50. Beautiful. All right. We finally, we found a way. We found a way. Back, Backs against the wall. Um, Come on, Christian. Sweat running down our foreheads. Come on, Christian. We need, we need CMC to go nuts here. And we need Lockett to get some good yards. And we need Niners to pull one out here in... in Godforsaken city. Of, a little yeah. little Brock Purdy statement in Seattle. Screw the twelfth man. Yeah, this is this is also directed at Rochek. Screw screw twelfth man. Let's let's see. Oh, absolutely. This is his fault for benching his entire roster in the last regular season game. This is his fault. This is Niners going to roll. This now. is a Niners event. This is a vendetta game. Absolutely. Alrighty. Now that Beautiful. football is taken care of, we did that. Yeah, I'm glad that we've pulled through. Now that football's taken um, care of, did you want to roll into some college, college ball or no? Before we hit college hoops, uh-huh. um, I have made it a personal goal of mine to pick something in every single bowl game this season, and I'm going to keep track of it. Great. So Friday, we have our first two bowl games of the season. We have bowl games already on Friday? Two of them, and then we have seven on Saturday. So we're getting right into the heat of it. Okay. Um, let me go back and see what these stupid ass bowls are called. Man, we're getting preposterous um, in bowl season. Friday, our first of the day is at eleven thirty a.m. It is the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. Oh god! It is Miami of Ohio versus U Alabama Birmingham. Um, in this game, Born I did Birmingham. not like either side of this because. It is minus ten and a half. Uh, I hated it. I didn't like the spread whatsoever. Uh, we're going to be rocking with the over forty four and a half with that game. Total seems low with two bad defenses and two offenses that are coming in hot. Um, gotcha. And the other bowl game on Friday, we have the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl in Orlando, Florida, between the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, the Meat Neeps. Love and it. Troy, um, both teams are coming in on a 10-game win streak, uh, both coming in very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, UTSA ranked 22 in the country. Troy ranked 23. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good game there if you uh, got nothing to do on a Friday at 3 p.m. and uh, just want to watch some good old college football, because why not? I'm going to be rocking with UTSA plus one and a half. Uh, public is heavy on Troy. I think the Meat Neeps have been on fire, and as an underdog at a higher ranking, 
road runners are going to do what they do and they're going to run all over the road with uh troy here so uh yeah those are my two first official bull picks love it if uh if you could name one player on any of miami of ohio alabama birmingham troy or um utsa i will ride with your picks if you could tell me one player on any of those four teams right now i'll ride with you not a shot in hell well then good luck to you brother yep all i know is that utsa has uh had a pretty good running core uh for the last bit uh uab's quarterback is uh i believe transferring out and there's some issues on that side um with uab in the locker room like a little bit of controversy uh they had a head coach that they fired they wanted to get players wanted an interim head coach hired from their current staff they brought in an outsider a little bit of animosity there in the birmingham uh, locker room so if you want to tail with miami of ohio be my guest um so watch out but that's about the extent of my knowledge um pretty much just going in here as an enthusiast of uh high mid-level football here in uh, the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl and the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Um, Love it. They just keep coming up with more stupid shit for these players to play in, but you know what? It's television. Let's ride. That was Love my it. first two. Well, I'm excited for you. We'll keep track of it on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like this is going to go very poorly, but you know what? It gives me something to do. Absolutely. All right, let's get into some hoop talk. Let's get into some hoop talk. Uh, would you like um, to start us off with some uh, how college has been going for you? Yeah. So, yeah, officially went two and four tonight. Um, unfortunately, my only ones to hit were Coastal Carolina plus four and a half versus San, or South Dakota. Carolina won outright. Duquesne minus two and a half versus DePaul hit. Uh, Duquesne won by 15, so that was easy. Uh, Wright State was six and a half, lost on the hook, so that sucked. Um, Mississippi State, I had them minus 21 and a half. They only won by 10, which sucked. Maryland uh, lost by almost 30 to UCLA at home. That sucked. Uh, Western Kentucky, who was 8 and 1 going against an 0 9 Louisville squad, um, lost, which sucked. Um, So that was tonight was the first losing night of college ball. Um, But I did the math right now before tonight, I was shooting at a 62% clip with. Uh, college ball which is pretty solid um you know it's been going pretty good so far we got some solid matchups going on pretty much every night um i mean just you know it's it's getting to be that middle of the season where uh you know the ranked teams are starting to show that they deserve to be where they're ranked um the number one spot's been in and out like crazy houston's been pretty solid number one uh purdue just became number one now um you know, it's it's a little bit of uh, unpredictability, but that's what's so beautiful about the sport. Um, and, you know, end of the day, it's like, who knows where we're all going to end up come March. Um, but there's a lot of teams that deserve to be ranked and a lot of teams that, uh, that you know, don't deserve to be where they are, but they're just there. So, you know, it's, it's good to see, um, good to keep learning. Still got a lot of ball left coming the season, but I think uh, starting the season at a 62% clip is about as good of a start as I could have imagined. Absolutely. That's a, it's a great clip for college ball. Um, do you have like uh, a Luke Beer power five? Like who would you put as like the top five right now? Like who would be your 
four uh, teams that would be your one seeds and who would just be like clawing in for uh, for that one seed right now? Um, well, I mean, right now my power five is pretty consistent with where we're looking at the AP top 25, uh, at least the top three. Purdue, Virginia, and UConn, all three undefeated right now, coming and playing really high levels of basketball. You, the fact that UConn's ranked three um, is a big testament to where their programs come from in the last few years. Um, all three of them deserve really deserve to be where they're at. Isn't um, UConn's think, uh, coach Bobby Hurley's brother? Yes, it is. Nice. Love to see um, So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're playing great ball. Um, and, you know, I might – Houston and Alabama are four and five. Um, once you get past those top three, it's kind of iffy. Um, I would no throw Baylor? Houston in at, at number four. Baylor's ranked 11 right now. They are on a skid of epic proportions. Two tough losses. Um, and two tough losses. Um, and, you know, right beneath them is like our usual suspects. Duke's 12 at 10 and two. Kentucky's seven and two at uh, 13. Gonzaga's down at 15. They're 7 and 3. Um, Gonzaga's not the powerhouse they've used to be anymore. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, you get once you get past the top three, it's kind of iffy. Um, I think you'd put, I'd put personally put Houston at that other number one spot over number four, Bama. Um, I think Bama's would be a very high caliber number two right now uh, in look, bracketology. Dude, they look so um, good in that matchup against Houston. I watched that with my dad. Uh, they look long, yeah, they look athletic, phenomenal. dude. They looked really fun. That was a great game with them in Houston. Honestly, yeah, honestly, I think Bama and Houston are interchangeable at that number four spot. Um, because I mean, yeah, they're number Bama's four in the AP top twenty-five, and Houston's five. Flop the or flip those for the coaches' poll. So it's like, I mean, my top four and five right now are pretty consistent. You could switch out Bama and Houston as you please. Um. But these team, these top five teams, have really come out and make a statement. Um, and yeah, Purdue is just playing at such a high caliber. They've got a uh, Ebley or whatever his name is. The um, what's that kid? I forget his name for sure. He's like seven three, I think. Has how tall he is? Sheesh. Oh, Zach Eddy. Yeah, Zach Eddy is their starting center uh, in Purdue, and he is a junior. He's seven foot four from. Canada, from Canada. Uh he's currently averaging twenty two points and fourteen rebounds a game. Um kid is using his height to his advantage and playing at such a high caliber and pretty much just dominating the paint every matchup he goes into. He kid barely has to jump and he's dunking on like the entire starting roster of whatever team they're playing against. Kid's gonna be a high draft pick at some point. Um, and I mean, being seven, four, you got to figure, I mean, you can only use that height so much. You got to learn how to have a skill set with it. Uh, and he has, so they're playing good ball. Um, they've got a game coming up here on Saturday against Davidson and Davidson is kind of a sleeper team. They're seven and three coming and playing some good ball. So, you know, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, this kind of depends. I mean, yeah, their last game. Uh, Purdue played Nebraska and only won by three in overtime uh, in Nebraska. But, you know, uh, Big Ten basketball is really just, they in my opinion, it's pretty much, uh, yeah, it's pretty much the SEC of college basketball. Big Ten is always going to be just a dogfight to the final buzzer. SEC basketball has looked pretty good, I'm just saying. SEC basketball has come a long way in the last few years. I'm really impressed with where they're at. 
looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the extent of college ball. I'm gonna keep throwing out picks on the days we don't have football. Um, for for sure, probably gonna keep throwing some out on the days we don't have NFL football, or there's not a lot of bowl games that I'm gonna pick or but like to advertise that I pick. Um, so you know, just keep an eye on the Twitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, 62% caliber uh, shooting right now for college, so I'm just gonna try to keep the ball rolling, see where we end up. You're lethal. I do my best. And then, you know what? Forgot. I mean, tonight, tonight I got humbled and tomorrow. Uh, well, thanks we for your little state of the union there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, you, no, you, yeah. you cut out. I was going to say, uh, got... oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, yeah, a little state of the union here, um, but went two and four tonight. So got humbled. We're going to bounce back, get better. And hopefully uh, just pick up right where we left off. And that is it for college ball. Love it. Um, for a little bit of a state of a union, uh, in the NBA, um, tonight we had a lot of good matchups, uh, personally, uh, what I was looking forward to, to watch, uh, tonight, and I'm glad I did get to watch it, was a Golden State Warriors versus Pacers matchup, very fun game, uh, Steph was battling for his life, I felt so bad for the guy, he could not get any help, uh, before he had that shoulder injury, uh, in the middle of the third quarter, uh, dude was balling. Uh, he had 38-7-7 and uh, against the Pacers. Um, the Warriors let that game kind of slip from them in the, in the second quarter. Uh, went in pretty down heavy at half. Uh, Tyrese was putting on a show. He's been playing like a top five point guard in the league right now. Uh, he's really good. Uh, his points and assists combo is almost automatic. Um, I was looking at him for, for tonight, but I didn't love it. Um wasn't too super confident about it, but boy, did he look great. Um, I, I'm I would be very confident to put him automatically top ten guard, uh, point guard in the league. But I mean, you could definitely make the argument from being five or six. Uh, he looks awesome. Um, very impressed with uh, how the paces are played and how Halliburton is progressing, especially as a passer. Um, very interesting. Damn Pacers, man, they're feisty. I mean, that was a, that was a big win for them. For, the Warriors aren't great on the road, haven't been all year, uh, but I mean, anytime when you can take out the the champ, that's a big win and a morale best, a booster for that squad for sure. Sure. I love the Pacers. Um, next up, uh, there is a very uh, big matchup for two squads that I really like, uh, the Beam Team and Toronto in Toronto. Um, when I was looking for uh, the slate, uh, slate today, um, the biggest barn burner for NBA regular season, if you're taking player props or, or anything in general, um, is the common factor of a blowout and uh, stars sitting out in the fourth quarter. Um, I expected a very good game uh, up north with uh, the Kings and the Raptors, and we got one. Very strong game t- uh, today, 124 to 123. Um, I just kind of took the wrong guy. Um, totally on me. I thought uh, Pascal Siakam was going to eat today. Um, after Sabonis had a pretty lackluster performance uh, against Joel the the night before on a road trip. I was thinking, uh, Pascal, more rest going against um, a Sacramento team who has to travel from Philadelphia to Toronto in an overnight and play the following night. Those back-to-backs in the NBA can get really rough for those games. Uh, uh, they can really games. kick your ass. They get tough, um, so you have to be really careful with taking player combos in back-to-backs. 
Um, I thought I was playing it a lot, very safe, taking uh, Pascal with points and rebounds, but I took the wrong guy. Um, Van Fleet had a hell of a game. Uh, went for 39-8-4, and four, and Sabonis just kind of kicked um, Siakam's ass. Uh, Sabonis put up 21-20-7. Jeez. He had 20 boards tonight. Uh, he is so good. Um, the Kings look great. Uh, great win for them up north uh, after a back-to-back. I can't believe they pulled that out. Um, very impressive. Being able to pull out a 124-123 to 123 win when Van Fleet is putting up 39-8-4 and, and four steals, like, that's very impressive and, you know, top basketball type stuff. Um, very impressed by the Kings sure. uh, and should be moving forward. Um, last but not least, absolutely. Uh, the third game that I was looking at that I really wanted to uh, have some action on tonight uh, was uh, Cleveland and Dallas. Uh, two very interesting squads, and I expect them to be uh, making playoff runs this year. Um, Donovan has been on another level this year. Uh, Luca's been incredible. He's automatic for thirty. He had thirty again tonight. Uh, he had thirty six, uh, thirty six and five, and Donovan had thirty, uh, thirty four, four and three. Like they're both automatic. Um, their lines are just too expensive for me now at this point. Um, Donovan Mitchell is getting MVP level player combo lines now, and it's just a little bit too rough and too pricey for me to uh, take mm-hmm. night in and night out. So, um. I decided to roll with another big man. I decided to roll with Jared Allen uh, because he had been playing so well. Uh, he had been getting more of the offensive um, looks than Evan Mobley. Um, and I just kind of liked him tonight uh, against a Dallas team that, that kind of is lackluster in the paint. Um, Cleveland looked good. They won 105-90 to 90 on the road. Very good win. Uh, Jared Allen just unfortunately didn't hit his uh, his mark. He missed by a five, I believe. Um Kind of a tough win. I guess that would have been a night to take Donovan, but you know it's just so hard taking him now with uh, with how expensive his lines are. Um, but I'll be uh, sure. I'll be better moving forward. That's all we can do, baby. Like I said, we uh, we keep grinding out and been hitting some roadblocks, but you know, at the end of the day, we're just uh, we're just out here improving, right? I mean, there's only so so only so much I can do. I, I I gave it a lot of thought, gave it a lot of uh, a lot of analysis, a lot of looking at lines, seeing what the value thought was going to be. It just uh, didn't turn out my way. Uh, after those three losses tonight, that puts uh, my record at 24 and 20 on player props. So not bad, still above 500, and I'll be giving three or four again tomorrow, I assume. Um, actually, no, I won't because it's Thursday. Um, so Friday I'll be giving out another, uh, three or four on a pretty nice slate. Uh, I believe the Pacers are playing Cleveland, so that'll be a fun one. Uh, and the Warriors are playing, that will be fun. Warriors are playing the Sixers. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to see what Joel and Harden do against, uh, the Warriors when, uh, Sixers are at home. So it'll be very interesting. I'm very, uh, there's a few, there's a few really good games, um, on Friday. Brooklyn, uh, Toronto also. That'll be really fun too. So, Ooh, that will be good. I, I expect uh, me taking three from there. Maybe uh, maybe a Portland versus Dallas prop because I love Anthony Simmons. That guy is a stud, uh, and his line is still – He's a great player, man. Dude, he, he is 
the most slept uh, one of the most slept on guys in the league right now. His his um, Vegas lines are are too low for uh, how he's producing for Dame right now. They're they're really good. Um, there's they're no joke. There's there's a reason why they're uh, I believe the four seed right now in the West. They're uh, they're pretty high. Uh, five seed. They're the five seed right now in the West. They're playing great ball, and Anthony Simmons is a big part of it. So wouldn't be surprised if I uh, give him a look once his lines become more official on Friday. But look, uh, look, yeah. look for those picks on uh, TYG takes. Yeah, uh, I might throw some together on the college slate tomorrow. We'll see how uh, mischievous I'm feeling in the morning. But uh, you know, keep an eye out on Twitter, anyways. If you do decide to, if I do decide to make any college picks, but. Otherwise, let's uh, ride with the Diners tomorrow, and then uh, we're going to get back into it Friday. Um, we'll just see how it goes, man. Just got to stick to the grindstone. Keep keep balling. Absolutely. Well, um, I will wish the both of us the best of luck for our squad ride tomorrow. Um, hopefully, we can uh, fit in a recording on Friday, but if not, we'll... Uh, We'll see you all next week. Uh, Love you all, and we'll see you then. Yeah, love you all. Um, Hope to see everybody at the window. Um, You're a betting man. If you're not a betting man, hope you enjoy these uh, next few days of sports. And Yeah, let's let's hope we can get something together for Friday and come back to see each other again. Peace. Later.